All right, welcome to episode 12 of the Dependable Dad Podcast. We are making strides over here, getting up to episode 12. Uh, today I have with me John, I'm going to try it. No, I can't, I can't. John V, uh, he'll, I'll <laughs> let him say his last name, of Strong John Fitness. Um, great coach, another friend uh, from across the border in Canada. Um, helps parents try to lose weight but uh in the midst of busy life is actually my my lovely wife's coach which has uh, been a really fun thing for me to do um so i appreciate him coming on thanks for coming john absolutely man thanks for having me and you are the second person today who decided not to pronounce my last name so i'm totally I'm totally okay <laughs> either way yeah it's been butchered my entire life so i take zero offense to how it's being said it's not even on the screen where I like I have like a reference point that I could try to <laughs> like I would just be going from memory from how many times I've heard you say it and I just Fair. can't I just can't do it it's just so it would be so bad I when I was a teacher you'll appreciate this I I mispronounced a kid's name for the entire year and he never corrected me until one day he was not there like in April or something like that and I said his name in reference to him, and one of the other kids was like, you know that's not how you say his name, right? I'm like, are you – like, how did nobody correct me for, like, nine months that's that I've funny. been butchering this poor kid's name? But he never said anything, and I had no idea. Just awful. You're tough, man. Teachers have a – pronounce names, you're like – you're just like, oh, I don't want to butcher it, but you have to say his name anyways. It's tough. I mean, I my last name's made me a great speller. That's, that's what I'll attribute. I feel bad for my kids, but mm – -hmm. um, it's an it's like the easiest icebreaker conversation starter. If you ever, if everyone has to like, what's your name or find you on the list? I'm like, I'm at the last page, the longest one you've ever seen. So <laughs> super simple. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, so want to dive in. Obviously you're a dad and you work with parents and I'm a dad and, and you know, I was, we were just talking before I hit record about like the schedule with, you know, you get, holidays and then travel and then sick kids and, and getting some sort of a, a routine established, I feel like is incredibly difficult for everybody, but particularly for parents because there are the constant interruptions. Like you feel like you get into a rhythm and a curveball gets thrown. So for you, um, whether it's with fitness or with your business what are some of the ways that you kind of adapt to the changing landscape that is the life of being a parent with small kids? Yeah, that's a great question with, I'll start with fitness. Cause that's kind of top of mind. One thing I recognized, and I guess it was kind of intertwined in the summertime. Mm -hmm. People might not agree with my stance on this, but my son isn't, he's not home all day. He's like, he's in camps throughout the summer. Um, mm -hmm. as a business owner, like I, I need time to work. And if my, mm -hmm then five-year-old now six-year-old was at home all day he's bored he's distracting me then i'm frustrated because i can't get my stuff done so i have my 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 kids are either in daycare in school or camp depending on what's going on but i recognize that with my workouts the more i try to get them done in the middle of the day or, or in the late afternoon the less likely they were yeah. going to happen um and i am the i i cannot work at, at night like i i I need to, to wind down. I, I've did, I've did like two night workouts in the past eight years. And I yeah. felt like absolute trash during and after the workouts. I'm like, I'm not doing this <laughs> yeah. again. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I am becoming that dad, the, the early riser, mm -hmm. 530 alarm at the gym mm -hmm. by six home by 
seven fifteen, seven thirty to get everyone started and get ready for the day breakfast and packing lunches and all that good stuff. So for fitness, it's like the path of least resistance for me to be able to get it done and not have it completely being missed or, and again, nothing's really happening at five thirty in the morning kid, unless knock on wood, kids are sick. And that, of course, that'll throw things off. But, um, if I wait till like two o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock in the afternoon, like my son is home, it's, it's not the same. You know, I don't want to spend time with him. He has his homework now. I don't want to be like down here, just like crushing weights and blaring loud, inappropriate music <laughs> every afternoon. So I'll go to yeah. a gym outside of my house early morning. It gets me out of the house, which is nice. Cause other than that, I'm just here all day. I get my stuff done. I have my own alone time. I, I don't go on social media. The world is still sleeping most of the time, six o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. So it's kind of nice to just get that done there. So that's setting yourself up with a time where it's low barrier would probably mm-hmm. be the best starting point. But with that said, you're going to have to be still flexible at times. Cause that's just parenting. Yeah. yeah. I think it makes a ton of sense, right? Is making success easy. Um, I don't know. I have uh, some of the challenges. Some people, like, you know, can't do mornings, right? Like whatever it is, or there's things that come up. Um, and so as you think about maybe business is a better example for this, which, mm-hmm. you know, again, when they're out of the house, that, that certainly helps. But sometimes that whether even it's it's like we talked about this week where, you know, you have a holiday and so yeah. the kids aren't at school, right? And the plan all right, I was going to do this time for whatever, but I can't because something happens or you get called yeah. early and I got to go pick up the kids or um, whatever. How, where do you go from there? Like, how do you, do you build in backup plans into your schedule, uh, whether it's for fitness or for business? Mm-hmm. Do you kind of, do you do a priority list? Like if I can't, you know, if I, you know, what are the first things to go on either side of it? How do you yeah, that's that? a, that's good too. I try to be as proactive as possible. So like mm-hmm. as a business owner, like I'm I'm writing my content. Well, I have my assistant to schedule that out, but I have to do a lot of the work ahead of time. So mm-hmm. next week I'm looking at it. Okay, well, Monday, the whole family's home. It's a, it's a holiday here in Ontario. So both kids are home and my wife is home. Um, and then Tuesday, Wednesday are full work days that are already stacked schedule wise. And then Thursday I fly out. So I really only have two work days next week. So I'm like, well, if I can make some time this week to get work done ahead of time, again, and this doesn't apply to everybody, that saves me the stress of waking up on Monday morning with the family full and my to-do list even bigger than I need it to be, being like, oh, I don't, I have no time to do it at all this week. So that, that yeah. to me is, is if you can be proactive, and again, mm-hmm. kids' illnesses is one of those things that you, you can't plan. It just, their mm-hmm. shit's going to happen. But um, if you can look at a schedule and be like, okay, this is coming up. What do I need to do? What can I do? Or what is my bare minimum? So for me on Monday, I told my wife, I'm like, look, from 1230 to 230, which when our toddler naps, like that's when I have to be in check-ins. Like I need that time just to do that. The other parts of the day, I, I want to be as present as possible because then I won't see my kids much for, I won't see them at all from, for five days almost. So mm-hmm. um, I still want to be present where I can. My workouts have to still be prioritized. Like, yes, I could get up at 530 and do like my work on the computer and I'll do that only if I have to, but I won't replace a workout with that. Like, so Saturday morning, I have a workout planned as we record this. It's Thursday tomorrow. I don't tomorrow. I can wake up early and do some extra work if I want to Sunday. I can use that as well. Sundays I try not to work, but you know, as a, as a busy business owner doing multiple things at once, like sometimes it just needs to get done. Um, 
but I think when you can be proactive and try to do the best you can with the situation and not make yourself feel worse because you can't get everything done. I know that's something a lot of parents and a lot of moms especially do face that too. It's like they yeah. feel like they have the never ending to do list of they have to do it. And if it doesn't all get done, then they, they're a failure or they feel bad. Yeah. I think sometimes taking that mental pressure off, like if I don't get everything done, I need to get done for next week. It's not the end of the world. I'll be on a plane yeah. for three hours. I'll have some downtime in the hotel. Like I can still do some work there. I can work out while I'm gone as well, which that's not something I, I often do, but yeah. Ebbing and flowing is, is big. I think just kind of working with what's going on to the best of your abilities. And, and sometimes if all three kids are down or all two kids, like you, you just can't do anything and you just can't. You kind of have to accept that yeah. sometimes at that moment and focus your energy on what you can control versus like all the things you can't do in that moment. Yeah. I really like I like the idea of, of the the proactivity in and circling back to the fitness and nutrition side of things, right? Which is like as best you can, right, when – I think it's it's something there's something to like expecting the inevitable disaster, you know, like not being surprised when life happens, you know, because if your plan is 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 so tight that you need it to work perfectly, it's never gonna it's never you're never gonna be able to live up to it. So having some some stuff that's that's prepared as best you can and then having kind of what you talked about there. So there's preparing as best you can, but then also having like a backup plan. That's not nothing, right? Like what's, what's so on a nutrition side of things, as an example, right? Practice went really late and we're getting home at, you know, whatever time I'm not going to have time to cook dinner. What's, what's my backup plan in that scenario? Like, even though I plan to have dinner, tonight and but it wasn't cooked but i planned to do it but things happen what's the alternative to mcdonald's mm-hmm. you know what i mean what yeah. what can we do in that direction that's maybe making the best of a bad situation or of, of a less than ideal situation mm-hmm. yeah i think a lot of the times what happens with with parents is and this is common across the board is they go into a program and, and it's all or nothing right it's like i'm going to do things perfectly and so yep. tight knit and as parents as you said like you can get thrown a curveball at any time and you yeah. how you respond to the curveballs is going to be way more important than sticking yeah. to the rigidity of of whatever program that you might be on and i would argue the best programs are flexible anyways they're they're not yeah. rigid rigid's yeah. rigid's helpful if you're 20 and have nothing else to do <laughs> yeah like if i when i'm 20 years old like i'm yeah i can do absolutely no responsibilities to any other person at all yeah. i can do whatever i wanted it's yeah. very different when you have dependents and in a, a business and work and a spouse. Um, so in the fitness things, like in, in my example, let's say if my plan is to go to the gym, let's say five thirty or six o'clock in the morning, and I can't because kids are sick or something. Okay, well, I'll help out, you know, do the best I can. And maybe in my in my fallback plan, I have some equipment here at home. If you know one of them decides to nap, depending on which kid it is, mm-hmm. I can come down here and just get a quick one done. Right, I can yeah. push that workout to the next day, right? Just not all—all all is not lost because I, I didn't get it done on the day I wanted it to. And I've—it's funny. Yeah. I've—I've heard that from quite a few clients of like, I got my workouts in, but you know, I, I like to get them done on the days that they're laid out. And I'm like, okay, but like, why? Like, what? what why did yeah. they have to be done Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Right? As long as you're not doing three days in a row, I think you're going to be just fine. The amount of times yeah. I've had to move workouts from 
Mondays to Tuesdays or, or Wednesdays to Fridays or whatever. Like that's, yeah, to me, that's, that's a normal thing. And being able to do that, I think is where people struggle is having the backup plan or being okay with making tweaks instead of being like, Oh, I missed it today. I'll get the next one. Well, well I mean, there's seven days in a week and there's three workouts. Yeah. So, right. You can always well, slide. So them. I, I like, I think that that's a really important thing to do in terms of the nuts and bolts, which is, coming back to preparing for success and then having a reasonable expectation of yourself. So the idea, I think you do this with almost, with almost everybody who comes in, right? Where it's, you know, you three workouts a week is usually the max that I start anybody with really only bump up to four. If you, if you really wanted to kind of thing, um, because of the flexibility that that allows, you know, where like from a, from an exercise perspective, not, if you try to build out a five day a week workout plan, you have, you have little flexibility. If you have three days a week, you could literally bump everything a full day and go from a Monday, Wednesday, Friday to a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, still have a rest day and get back to it on Monday. You know? So like there's, there's a lot of flexibility that comes with doing that. So I think that that's the going back to the path of least resistance having a plan like that has flexibility built into it where it's like, yeah, we're, this is the day that we think that we're going to do it, but recognizing that it's not going to be that way, but yeah, then it's, that it's, it's that is okay. If it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's not going to. Yeah. And that's fine. And I think it, there's a, there's a few things with that too. It's like, I've had a bunch of clients come in. Like I want to do a four days a week. I want to go five days a week. I'm like, okay have you been doing three consistently yet? Yeah. The answer is always no. Okay. We're going to start there, right? There's no sense of me giving you a five day split or five day workout plan. Mm -hmm. And you're only hitting three, right? If you, if, if I lay out five workouts and every week for a month, you hit three, you're going to feel so defeated. Yeah. You're going to feel terrible. You're like, Oh, I can't get it. I can't get it. Mm -hmm. It's much better if I give you three and you go hundred percent and then you, you, I'll give you a bonus for it. If you, if you have time and want to go, go for it. Yeah. Cool. You just did an extra one. Right. Yeah. And I think that just mentally you feel good. Cause you're like, I'm getting in all my workouts. I'm not missing a thing. It's something I went through with my own coach when yeah. starting the year off, I'm like, look, man, like I can't commit to four right now per week. Like, I think it's, it's just yeah. too much for me between hockey two nights a week and just navigating every, everything let's do three. And I, I haven't felt better in a long time. Cause I just, I'm yeah. never, I'm not missing them anymore. I'm not missing that, yeah. that one eluded workout. It's like, no, I'm going three for three and I'm consistent. And then it's just that it's so, it sounds so silly, but that, that one change can make all the difference where I've had a client say, oh, I didn't get my fourth. I'm like, you only have to do three. Like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's such a mindset thing about, about success with that, because I'm in the same boat where again, when I was 25, 24, 25, 26 without kids, right. And even just married, it's like, I was, I'd work out six, seven days a week, you know, and just, you know, whether it was doing different things and it was like, yeah, it's fine. Like I can do it because I can do it whenever I want to. And same thing with my coach where I, I said like, listen, I don't know. I'd like to do four. I don't think I can. So the way that we built it is I have a three day a week program with a bonus fourth day nice. that I, I honestly, I hit one to two times a month because it's, it has to happen with the way that my schedule falls. It has to happen it happens on Fridays is the day that it could happen. And it has to happen if both of my twins are, are napping at the same time. <laughs> and so that happens as you can imagine 
one to two times a month where that happens yeah. and I don't have any calls that I've like tried to also sneak into that window, you know, so the realities of, of doing that. And so that one's a total bonus, but same thing. I've been, I've been consistent. I have, I've hit all three of my main lifts every week for four months with the exception go. of a week when I was sick, it was like, I was able, I've been able to do that with, with consistency, but trying to stretch for four is, is a little bit just too much for me right now. And I, I feel great. Same thing as you and, and all of my stuff is making progress because I'm not trying to overdo it. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think that there's something to having realistic expectations of yourself and yeah. kind of looking in the mirror and being a little honest of like, what do I need to do? And then also a little bit of our job as coaches is to like, tell the truth, which is you don't need five days a week. Like it, it's not five more is not better yeah. in this scenario. I don't think, uh, and, and I think that we think that because we think that the workouts equate to more workouts equates to faster progress. Yep. I'm glad you bring that up. I had a conversation with a client, uh, two days ago. She was like, Oh, it was, it was in a two part or two in, in two parts where both of these things just, I just need to educate on and just reframe mm -hmm. how it looks. It's like, Hey, you know, do you think I can start doing three days of, of the regular workouts and then two days of cardio plus strength training? So it's more trying to, and I, I was cool with her doing three days of weights and two days of cardio. I'm like, that's fine. But now to add strength on the cardio days, which should be non-strength days, yeah. I'm like, look, it's, it's not going to help. You're, you're going to feel drained over time. You might feel good in the yeah. moment, but I'd rather you just hit the three and just focus mm -hmm. on getting it better at those. And then she's like, cause you also switch the workouts up every two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, but here's why. Right. I'm not just trying yeah. to say, oh, no, I won't. It's like, here's why we shouldn't. I'm like, I'm, I love variety. I understand. But I, I need you to make progress across the board on these major movements. Right. The, yeah. the stronger you get, the better you feel, the more progress you're going to see over time. If I add a variety now, there's you're, you're leaving results on the table, essentially. But I'm like, look, at the four week mark, I'm happy to reassess, toss in some variety. No problem whatsoever. We can go from, yeah. from there. So I think, yeah, as our job as coaches is to definitely educate we, we, I want, I want to meet my clients where they're at for sure. But I think also mm -hmm. it's our job to lead them to places they haven't been before, because if they're used to doing random workouts or switching it up too frequently or just doing too much, we need to, we need them to switch that up. Right. I had someone, I think it was 2021. Now she came in five, six workouts a week and she was like, I can't lose a pound. Mm -hmm. and she was lifting every, almost every day. I was like, okay, yeah. well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to reduce the amount of time you're lifting. So we're going to three to four day split at most. And we're going to bump yeah. up your calories. And she was, she was scared. She's like, I'm going to gain weight. I'm like, you won't. I'm like, and here's why. <laughs> so just laying out the, like, and I'm like, if you, if you have the buy-in from someone and they trust you, that also helps the process. Yeah. She left the program, uh, better body composition, less time in the gym, feeling better overall, more calories in her diet. So. I saw that I was an absolute win and I love having those changes for people yeah. because it, it doesn't have to be this more, more is better mentality. Cause you just yeah. end up being burnt out. Like I don't, I don't know about you, man. I don't want to work out six days a week. I don't nope. have that <laughs> for it anymore. Yeah. I don't nope, know. I don't like there was a time right where it was, it was like my hobby, right? Like I was, I was in that, you know, you probably remember it where like, Cause you had a, you and I have had a little bit of a similar fitness journey to some degree where like all of a sudden you're in it. Right. And you're doing, you're really consistent and you're making progress. And like, you want to tell people who don't care at all about your workout, <laughs> like people who don't exercise and you're like, I benched, you know, 225, And they're like, I don't like that has no meaning to me whatsoever. But there was a time where that was the case. 
and it's just not anymore, right? Like I know that I need to do it, but it's it's. I tell people this all the time. I I would be a. I said this this morning actually. So, I had between clients in per, in person at the gym. I had between like small group classes. I tried to I fit my workout in. So I had an hour to do you know. So like they come in a little bit early, and I'm like dead. You know, I was doing like heavy sled marches or something like that, and I was like just wanting to. And they're like, are you okay? Because I have like a face on, like I'm, I'm not, and they're like, you okay? And I'm like, this is why I'd be a terrible group fitness instructor because I, all I'm thinking is like, this is, this is awful. Like, let's just, not that it is, but it's like, it's not that same way anymore where I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. let's go do it. And, and so there's something to like, when you kind of have done it for a little bit, you, you recognize that this is a means to an end and it's not. Mm-hmm not the goal Every, everything yeah yeah pound your chest mentality yeah which yeah. again there are some people who do that but like there's there's a small percentage of of people yeah i feel like it's called it's called maturing in the gym yes That's how I look at it yeah when i was in my 20s yeah for sure i was that kind of not ignorant but i'd be just yeah. that would pound the chest mentality like fuck yeah i could do it now yeah. i'm like i just want to get in and get in my stuff and get out yeah like, i'm good get done yeah, that's all <laughs> So I want to circle back with what you talked about with variety because I think that this is a big a big thing and it's been a big um, I, w- I wouldn't say a shift for me but a big point of conversation with a lot of clients mm-hmm. um, recently which is variety because um, I don't know about you I haven't changed my workouts in like five months <laughs> like I'm just doing the same exercise and getting stronger every mm-hmm. week and and people kind of. I, I did my, my workout today. I increased the weight on one set of one exercise. Everything else was the same. And I'm like, that felt hard, you know? And, and I, so I, can you talk a little bit about your experience and, and what you kind of share with people about, you know, some of the lies of, of, of muscle confusion and, and variety is mm-hmm. certainly not a bad thing and it's enjoyable and you don't want to get bored, but what actually creates progress in the gym? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I think back to when I was younger, like now after I had some trainers, I would navigate my own journey. I would, I would do, I was notorious for doing the exercises that I was good at. So yeah. like, I, I blame my lack of chest development on the lack of chest workouts mm-hmm. in my younger years. Cause I would just, I love doing legs cause I'm good at it. So I just, I just yeah. always did legs, but it was, it was very randomized. I wasn't, I wasn't following any reps schemes or so. I think maybe it was three by 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to a point where I was like learning how to create my own programs and like everything was like three or four re- sets of eight by 12. It was mm-hmm. all just the same, which again, you know, can work for some, but obviously we do need to vary that up a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happens, I think part of the problem is fitness as a whole is not sexy, but no. people feel like it needs to be. Yeah. So I think that's where like, oh, I'm bored. Well is it your expectations that like, should you not be bored? Like, should it, it it should honestly be repetitive. Um, -hmm. with my current coach, shout out to, to doc Alan bacon. Like we'll go on, on at least 12 week blocks. Yeah. And I've, I found myself over the last year and a bit of like, man, this is so fucking repetitive. Like I'm doing the same (laughs) thing. So sometimes like I'll catch it. I'm like, I want to do something different. Yeah. Um, but he's good about just like reminding me of like, Hey, this is what we're doing. Or if, if he's testing me on, on a 10 rep max sometimes, 
and then the next block he'll he'll ask for my input like what do you want to mm-hmm. see which is that yeah. to me is the biggest thing like if if i can have some preference like i love like incline bench things like yeah. that i'm like hell yeah let's let's do that if i can avoid these things but for that 12 week period i love that i don't have to think yeah that's what that's to me is one of the biggest Huge. things that people with that want variety all the time exercise and diet if you constantly have to feel if you have to look to change new things learn new things a you're again you're not making progress the way you need to be but also like the mental energy it's going to take for you to if it's learning new movements or learning how to incorporate new foods in your diet all the time like that's it's taxing and like Mm -hmm. i am a coach i could make my own workout program but what i what happened when i was doing that for a while is i would change things based on how i felt on the day yeah like oh i I programmed this but i don't want to do this exercise today let's do something else yeah Right, so I would even catch myself making those mistakes. Yeah. So then again, I just I outsource mm-hmm. that stuff, and, and someone holds me accountable to it, and he's like, yeah. "This is why." Cool. Then I don't have to think. I think that's one big thing for parents, mm-hmm. especially like you already have your brain is going nonstop. Um, yeah. I've often described my brain as like a plate of a plate of spaghetti, just all mixed mm-hmm. up and mangled sometimes. So mm-hmm. if I don't have to think about what I'm doing in the gym, and I can go in, look at my previous week's uh, stats, and, and kind of go at it. I'm good because I think yeah. switching things up and it, it just makes it harder. And then like with muscle confusion, I think it's just muscles don't get confused. Muscles yeah. don't have that conscious brain to be like, yeah. oh, this is this is different. Like 100 pounds is 100 pounds is 100 pounds. It, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. It's our brains that tell us I'm bored. I need something new or I need to – I love the shock the muscles. That, yeah. was, always, that was always a fun <laughs> yeah. one for me. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, none of that stuff's really going to – help you with long-term progress regardless if it's performance-based or fat loss based like you're still going to yeah. need consistency in the in the gym and maybe you can speak to this too like those that want tone yeah. need to build muscle right and so to build muscle you need to progressively get stronger add more volume in the gym you can't do that just randomizing your workouts all the time yeah for sure well so this is something that i one of the things that i i why i still train in person um, not a ton, but a, a little bit is, is because it's, it's really fun to, to watch people do this. Right. And for a long time, because it was what people wanted when they would come into class, it would be, it would be different with, and so I would see people progress because there's only, you know, 25 good exercises in the world with about 50 variations <laughs> on each of them. Right. So they were doing the same exercises in just different forms and, and whatever. So over the course of time, you know, if they keep showing up for, a year or two, I just posted something the other day of a girl who, who's been coming for a little over a year and she went from like doing assisted chin-ups with a band, like one, you know, a, a two inch wide band to doing body weight chin-ups. She can do six body weight chin-ups now. And she's also changed her body composition and all this kind of stuff. But that came from, she did chin-ups like every week and a half for a year, you know? Yeah. And, and you, you can't get like the thing about a job, you know, you think about like if you go, if you started a job and you showed up for your, your first day in your job and they said, all right, this is what you're going to do. And they show you how to do it. And then you go do it. And then the next day you show up for the job and they give you, all right, this is the next thing you're going to do. And every single day you showed up for your job, you had to learn to do something new. You would never get good at it. Yeah. You would never become good at your job and you would constantly be, you'd get stressed out. And you might get like just generally 
all right, I'm, I'm adaptable and I'm, you know, and I can do all these things. And that's not, a, it's not a bad thing. Like you're, you're still exercising if that's your, your case, it's not mm-hmm. bad for you, but you're not going to get better at it. And getting better at it is what allows you to then start to feel more comfortable doing it. So then you feel like you get some momentum going, which I think is what allows for longevity versus if every time you're going in, like you said, you have to learn something new and you feel like you're a fish out of water a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's something I've, I've, you know, I've learned from my mistakes as, as coaching. I've, when I was doing in person with, uh, I would train a couple at the same time. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, I'd be like, what do you guys want to do today? Right. To make it fun. But yeah. in retrospect, like that's stupid because there'd be more <laughs> of a set, a set schedule for them of what they should be doing. But, but I mean, there's also the fact of like, yeah. If, it's, if if I need them to do three workouts a week and they're often missing one or two sessions, it's like, well, I can't really periodize anything anyways. For sure. So it really – and it comes down to like if you're if you're listening to this and you go to the gym or you exercise just to exercise and you have mm-hmm. no body composition, performance goals, that's cool. Like exercise yeah. is a good thing. It's never a For bad thing. Gym. For sure. Yeah. But like we're talking about if you want to change body composition, which most I'm sure most of the listeners do – you yep. want to get stronger, have more energy. Like there are more optimal ways of doing so and mm-hmm. avoiding that like spice of life in the gym mentality mm-hmm. is going to be big part of the problem. With social media for sure. It's yeah. the reason I've never, I don't want to say I've never done swipe workouts. I've done a couple, I think during COVID or pre COVID, like I did like you know, body weight ab exercises, like those, those don't yeah. help. None of that, no. none of the swipe workouts provide any real benefit other than like you're looking at a small sector of what the fitness industry looks like. And like and what like that what person's that person doing for their glutes has nothing to do with what, what you need to do, to do for your, for your, for your goals. goals. So, so there's, um, um, there's, there's a ton of, a ton of issue going on with, with randomizing workouts and things like that. Um, I mean, I think, I think part of it is like, maybe it's lack of knowledge. Maybe that's, again, as coaches, we need to come in and, and yeah. tackle that. And part of it is. I, and that, to me, that's it. Like, what what else can we do on our end? Um, there, we can speak to so many things when it comes to the randomization, the, the shiny objects, and things like that. Well, so I think that this is a great segue into the nutrition side of things as well, because I think mm-hmm. that this this also plays a role in success when it comes to nutrition. Which, while working out is like we're talking about workout being unsexy. Workout is the sexy part of getting in shape. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the flashy thing to feel like you did something. The nutrition is the the unpleasant stuff that we that you have to do, but accounts for eighty percent plus of your of your results. But I think the idea of doing the boring or or some repetitive nature of it when it comes to meals when it comes to preparing, when it comes to that can really be just like with, with the training side of things, be the driver for success. So when you're thinking about the nutrition side of things, how does, um, to some degree, the repetitive nature versus the spice, like, cause you, you want mm-hmm. both, right? Like you, you want to stay invested in it. So changing your ex- your workouts every now and then is not a bad thing. Um, but you can't do it all the time. So how does yeah. that kind of play in with nutrition for you? Yeah. Uh, staple meals, man. 
staple mm-hmm. meals, things that, again, for parents that are easy to repeat, that yep. don't take forever. And for, for me personally, don't take a ton of ingredients. Like, I yep. am the simplest, I'm not going to call myself a chef because that's really not a word to describe what I do in the kitchen. <laughs> Cook. I'll slap three, I'll slap three things together at, at most, but yep. just keeping it simple, I think. And, and having, if you need to have a list on your phone, on the fridge of just like, these are meals that I'm happy to eat more than once in a week mm-hmm. are relatively easy for me to make. I can cook in bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids enjoy it too. If you want to toss that in there as well. Cause I mean, yeah. sometimes you really never know unless it's yeah. eggs, yeah. which I think every kid across the globe will love eggs. That to me is, that's it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) the, the mental, the mental energy again with food, I think is even more taxing than the mental energy spent learning workouts because we're surrounded by food all the time. Cravings are a real thing. Again, instant gratification of whether it be donuts or wine or whatever your flavor is, it's, it's going to be there. So if, if you can create, and I like to take the term meal plan and kind of give it more of a positive spin. Because oftentimes it's it's, it's equated yeah. like something negative, something restrictive. It's like, no, I want you to help build your own meal plan, something that you yeah. enjoy. Like, so I know for myself, if I can, I'll repeat breakfast at least five days a week. I have yeah. no problem with that. It's high in protein. It, it's delicious. And often to switch it up, I'll either use like different cheese for my eggs or different bread. It's cool. It's, it's English muffins, it's bagels, whole wheat toast, whatever. Yeah. I'll make it a different way. Um, it's just, it makes it, it, I have so much on my brain as it is. I don't want to yep. think about what my next meal is. And then when you're able to repeat meals and, and just keep things simple, you have more room for variety. Yeah. You know that, okay, I, I already hit, it's five, it's six o'clock. I finished dinner. I hit my protein for the day and I still have 400 calories to have. Awesome. Time for the fun stuff. Like, like yeah. things like that. Whereas if you have no idea and you're eating out of pure convenience, every day. And that's, a, that's a whole nother thing. If you're, if you never know what you're going to have, you're always going to eat something that's out of convenience and, and taste Yeah. because why, what else are you going to pick from? Right. Your, your first yeah. inclination is not, Oh man, I feel like a chicken breast on a salad right now. No, it's like, shit, I'm going to order some pizza. Like I'm yeah. what's, what's my favorite thing to go, to go for right now. So having staple meals removes a, the mental energy of what to eat every single day. Um, and then usually when you can plan that stuff ahead of time you know what you're going to eat so then you know at 12 like you and i talked about this before we record i'm like after this i'm eating lunch it is in my calendar if i don't put lunch in my calendar i'm not taking time for me my lunch is ready in the fridge all i do is is heat it up i don't have to think i can sit and just relax on a little break before i jump back into work and then i know okay well the weekends are, are less structured so if i can keep more of a structure monday to friday i have more wiggle room on the weekends so it's, it's that balance of like my spice of life comes usually between Friday and, and Sunday morning versus, you know, Monday, Sunday night, sometimes and all the way to Friday afternoon. It's just, it's, it's high protein meals, vegetables, fruits, high quality things, not a ton of processed food at all. Cause I don't need to, it's mm-hmm. not as helpful. And it's just, I eat and, and not to say that I don't enjoy what I eat. It's just easier for me to keep it simple. For sure. No, I, I, I really love that. It's the idea of having kind of a menu to pull from, you know, I have, I have a couple of breakfasts. I got, you know, a few different lunches. I got a few different dinners that are staples that you know, that you can make and, and that you know how they're comprised, right? So in terms of, if you're looking to have specific goals, right, these are, these are protein 
centric meals that have, you know, vegetables and, and, and so you're not like constantly thinking, how do I, how do I put these together and, and get what I need? But you know, all right, you know, I have these options for lunch that are going to be, that are going to have the things that I need. I have these things for dinner and I can pick from any one of these because then the other thing that you can do, and I think you kind of started to nail on this is you can, you can adjust those a lot easier depending on the results that you're getting in your goals that you have. So uh, a real easy example, is like a, a constant, you know, staple meal for me is I'll have like steak tips with sweet potatoes and broccoli as a, you know, like once a week, we'll probably have that meal. It takes 20 minutes to cook, throw the potatoes and the broccoli in the oven to roast with salt and pepper, salt and pepper on the steak and done, right? Like no, no issues whatsoever. So I can do that depending on what I'm trying to do. All I, all, I know I have this amount of protein, right? And I'll just, depending on how, what my goals are, that'll be the distribution of the broccoli or the sweet potatoes. So if I'm like, all right, if I'm trying to lose a little bit of body fat and I'm having, you know, and I need to try to reduce my calories a little bit. Well, I can take a meal that I know that I can, that I eat and I enjoy, and I can just redistribute it a little bit. And the, you know, half my plates, the protein, and instead of being half sweet potatoes, half broccoli, maybe it's two thirds, one third broccoli to sweet potatoes. I'm still having all of it. The ingredients are the same. I don't have to think any, but it's just that one little step that all of a sudden now I've reduced my calories by, you know, 100, 150 calories without changing anything in my, my plan. And I think that that similar to working out, if you know what it is that you're going to do, if you have to adapt one thing, making one change is a lot easier than trying to overhaul the entire workout because it's not there. Same thing with a meal coming up with all new meals for my new goals, right? This is my fat loss meals. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. I, I had a couple last year, uh, come on board and, and they were, they started getting the habit of, of trying to make a new recipe every night. And I'm oh. huge on, on calorie logging and tracking and being aware of how much you're eating. Yeah. The more you're trying new recipes, the harder it's going to be to really know how much For you're sure. eating. And again, predictability is one thing in, in nutrition that's going to make the journey easier. Mm-hmm. I can, I can list out everything I, I have on my menu, let's say for the week. And I, I know I'm going to hit my calories with that spread. It's yeah. just, it's become routine. It's, it's the egg breakfast, the, the chicken, chicken lunch. And, and sometimes it's the, the taco dinner or, or it's a chicken dinner. Like sometimes I'll just repeat cause it's, it's just easier. Yeah, 100%. If you are trying to have new recipes over and over and over again, it's going to be really tough to like, Hey, you got to find all that stuff and input it in my fitness pal, which mm-hmm. again is a detractor for people for calorie tracking, Yeah, but you're just making it harder. And then B again, you, you really, you don't, have an idea of like, okay, after I cook this and, and eat this, is it going to be big enough for me to eat? Like the portion yeah. size, how many calories yeah. is going to be? Am I getting enough protein? Am like there's so many things ahead of time that, yeah, am I going to like enjoy it? it? Yeah. yeah. So for me, like it's so, I keep it so simple where for the longest time, just as an aside, like I used to be, I used to, I've done a restrictive diet. I've, I've tried yeah. it, it sucked. But so for one summer I was eating chicken breast. Yeah. Baked, which. Yeah. Oh. Quinoa plain. That was my, that was my lunch and dinner for like weeks on end. Yeah. So to this day, I rarely buy chicken breast. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I I cook. I'm a better cook now than I was, but I'm like, I just, there's something about chicken breast. I'm just completely switched off from. So I'll go chicken thigh. 
Yeah. It's enjoyable. I, I like it. And now some weeks I'll go chicken thigh. Some weeks I'll go red meat and I'll rotate. And then some weeks we'll do broccoli. Some weeks we'll do frozen uh, mixed vegetables. Yeah. Some days we'll do, some weeks we'll do rice. Some weeks we'll do potatoes. Like I think if you just keep a rotation with yeah. it's roughly the same stuff, like I'm not ever saying, oh, this meal sucks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, I wish this was pizza, but that's normal. That's not yeah. right. So I think again, just keeping, keeping things simple for yourself, make it repetitive, make it embrace the boring. Because like when you, yeah. when you embrace the boring, the fun is way more fun. If you're constantly trying to have fun every day, and I say fun as in like fun foods or alcohol and shit, then when it comes down to an indulgent meal that you're like a birthday party, a celebration, a holiday, yeah. whatever, it's not the same. Like, yeah, you're going to overindulge, and then during the week you're already overindulging, so then it just becomes that you're completely off your plan and you're eating too many calories in general. Yeah. Whereas like if you stick to repetition, predictability, that indulgent meal is I'm just going to go off because I can, because I know 90% of the time I'm on point. I'm good with my cows. Yeah. So let's go with that for a bit, because I think that this is an important thing. And you talked about like, you know, for you and and I'm fairly similar with this, which is I embrace the routine of, of Monday through Friday. Right. So it's, it's a lot more natural for me to eat, you know, maybe a little bit less processed during the week because frankly, I don't have time. Right. But recognizing that the to like think about doing anything else or like having a drink or whatever it is but the idea that the weekend is there now that doesn't mean necessarily that you say all right monday through friday i'm good quote unquote and mm. then the weekend i just say screw it because that's a really good way to to do that so how do you kind of go about those whether so i think that there's i don't remember where i heard this but i think that this is a, a really good distinction there's there's special occasions and then there's social occasions Nice. Right, so special occasions are we just had the Super Bowl in the states last weekend, right? That comes once a year. It's your kids' birthdays, it's your birthday, it's it's a holiday, right? It's Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. Right, those are those are unique opportunities. Versus mm-hmm. social occasions are like I'm at my friend's kid's birthday, right? Or like you know <laughs> you know date night, date night, right? Which hopefully happens with some regularity to some degree, and mm. which are great. But like those are not necessarily the same as the once a years where so kind of the distinction between that and then how you kind of play that with you Agreed. with your clients. Yeah. As a Canadian, the Super Bowl means way less. <laughs> <laughs> so like the fact that you put that in with birthdays and, and weddings. That's for and stuff, me. I'm that's like, that's for yeah. me. That's that's I'm like, maybe just a Jeff thing. I don't know if that's that, universal. That to me is is not like that's <laughs> it's a so that's a social event. But anyway anyways. <laughs> If, and that's the thing too. Like, if you if you want to categorize that as a special occasion, because like the amount of of things I've seen online with like these ginormous food platters and like shaped like football stadiums, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, this is intense. But if that's if that's your a, style, I don't know if there's a Canadian equivalent <laughs> for that. No, there they, no there isn't. Like even the Stanley Cup final, we'll just yeah. sit there and watch and, and yeah. drink well, beer. Well, because it's but... seven days. Like football, you know, the, it's one game and one day. It's different. It's yeah, a different animal. It's, but... it's it's a whole different. Yeah. So like, if that's a special occasion, the the biggest thing. So for myself and for clients, I don't ask for any tracking or accountability on those days. I really don't. Yeah. I'm like, look, I'm. I'm never going to track a Christmas meal, my birthday, my kid's birthday. Like I'm not. Yeah. So wh- why would I ask my clients to do the same? Yeah. Like to, to do opposite. Like I'd be hypocrite. So for special occasions, I think the biggest thing is just to go enjoy it. The problem is, and I'll get to social ones too, but the problem with, with most people is they 
worry too much about the special occasion yeah. and then it's the turnaround time after the special occasion yeah right I, and this isn't like if you overindulge on the super bowl let's say you don't have to turn around the next day and starve yourself yeah. that's not what i mean i mean i want you to get back to your regular way of eating that was pre-super bowl because yeah. you weren't eating your super bowl heavy stuff all week it was like you know that, that was the day it was planned for you're gonna go all out with the apps and whatever else cool mm. The turnaround time for most people, and what you alluded to earlier about the weekends, is like they'll maybe they'll go overindulgent on a Friday night, and then they're like Saturday they'll do it again. So their turnaround time is three days because then Monday they're like, okay, it's Monday, let's mm-hmm. start again, yeah. and then that that gets into that weekend binge repeat cycle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the turnaround time is huge. Special occasions take the pressure off, even vacations, yeah. especially if it's a vacation where people are are active. Mm-hmm. I always ask if someone's going away, I'm like, are you going to be sitting the whole time? Like, is it like a quote unquote beach bum vacation or are you going to be like doing stuff? Are you backpacking? Are you going to be active at all? Um, so then it's a little bit different if they're yeah. active. Dude, that, I had a couple come uh, going to Italy a few years back. They came back lighter. Yeah. Like they were nervous, right? It's bread, it's wine, it's cheese, yeah. it's pasta. Yeah. And they came back lighter. I'm like, I kind of like half acid. I told you so. <laughs> Cause I'm yeah. like, you guys have just walked everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, yeah. So special occasions, yeah, just just do your thing. Social social events, they're they're very different, right? Because yeah. there's not this as much emphasis on them. Yeah. So I think planning for them is big. Um, one thing I like to do if, if the social event is often on the weekend where there is less structure, I highly recommend starting the day off with a really high protein meal, like yeah. higher than you're used to for most people. Like for yeah. me, the summertime is big for this stuff where I'll lean in yeah. more. Where I'll call it my patented shake where it's, it's three scoops of chocolate protein powder and like a big homemade iced coffee. Mm-hmm. And that's, that lasts me all morning Yeah, and I'm full and I'm caffeinated and there's 90 grams of protein in it. Mm-hmm. So for me, that keeps me going for the morning. Cause I know in the summertime, depending on what we're doing, there's barbecue, yeah. which is higher fat content and calorie content than I'm used to. And then there's alcohol yeah. or there's ice cream or there's all three. Yeah. Right. So it, I kind of, I can do what I can do in the morning to set myself up for success. For sure. Most times people will wake up on Saturday morning and have something completely opposite from what they're used to having yeah. Monday to Friday, right? Whether it's like brunch, which is yeah. calorie heavy and, and alcohol toast. heavy. I'm not, okay. a, I've never had, I've never had like a brunch. Yeah. Um, Mimosas? I've never had a mimosa in my life. I don't know if I'm, really? I'm, I'm missing you out. Yeah. Get a, get one no. with like peach in it. I forget what they're called, but they're fantastic. Okay. No, maybe, maybe that's just, me, um, but I think it's, but great. that's that. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's the thing. Like set yourself up where you're, you're not going to have a high protein meal probably for your social event, whether it's no. date night, whether it's, you know, drinks out with the guys or whatever it might be. Yeah. So get your protein in early, set the tone for the day. Um, and usually when you can have a high protein breakfast, like you don't have to do it to, to what I do in my extreme, no. but it's, you're going to, you're going to feel fuller setting yourself up. I mean, if you start with protein, you're going to have less cravings throughout the day typically. So you're going to want to eat less overall and it's lower calorie, right? If you, if you go up and have, you know, a pancake French toast breakfast, which sounds delicious and it's not bad, you're having a ton of carbs and a ton of fat, which is going to still leave you hungry a couple hours later to only go off and do even more carb fats in the evening, Mm -hmm. which is just going to blow your calories out of the water. So I think still being proactive again, that's, that's like the running theme is being proactive with your meal choices, Mm. um, and emphasizing protein as much as you can. Yeah will help offset any of that overindulgence that you have in the social event. For sure. No, yeah. that's that that's my kind of thought process on on everything, which is even for the Super Bowl and I do this even on those on those 
you know, special days except for like days that are where it is all day. But, you know, get what's not there. Get what's nice. like, you know, what's not going to be there. What's not going to be there is readily available are going to be protein and vegetables. What is going to be there are going to be carbs and fats. So you don't necessarily need to get those and you, you want to get what, what's not there. And then, yeah, exactly that. Like you want to, this is going back to what we talked about. Anticipate the interruption, right? Especially when you're talking about like, like summertime, you know, mm-hmm. the night, the days are longer. You're going to, you know, put the kids to bed and it's still light out. My wife and I will go sit outside and have a drink or whatever it is. Yeah. And it wasn't planned. You know, we do it or somebody says, Hey, do you want to go do this? And we're at the pool, whatever it is. And you just go do it because it's time. Mm-hmm. So setting yourself up for, yeah, with, with kind of stuff in the bank to some degree is, is huge because it allows you that, that flexibility throughout the day. And again, there's nothing wrong with like, all right, one day a week, I have a little bit more room because we're not Mm -hmm. looking for perfection every single day. However, right. The turnaround time. And that's kind of coming back to what we talked about at the very beginning too, about interruptions to your schedule is like, how quickly can you get back to what it is that you were planning to do when life interrupts, Mm -hmm. you know, like when your workout plan or whatever it is, like I was planning to do Monday. Well, can I then do it Tuesday or does it take me like, do I do the, all right, I'll, I'll get back on track next week. Right. Like how long is the, are the legs on this thing? Does it, does it carry forward for you and, and keep you kind of stuck there? Yeah. Well, I think we're, we, we have more control than I think most people would think that they do. I think a lot of the times we give power to the food or our habits or like, Oh, I can't do this. Or, you know, I, I always do it this way. It's like, well, you have more control than I, than you think you do. Mm-hmm. And taking the power back, I think is, is, is very, it's difficult, but it's, it's important, right? If you're, if, if you're someone that's like every weekend, I, I, you know, I, I go all out. I, I can't control myself. I, I work with a client briefly. She was like, I, I can't even, I have no idea how to control myself in this dinner. I'm like, well, walk me through like what happens? Because we, we, no one's threatening you if you don't eat three plates of food. Mm-hmm. Like, it's your habit now to overeat at these weekly dinners or, or monthly or whatever the occasion is. So we have to break it, right? It, it becomes like you can change the course of what you've been doing. And you, in fact, have to change what you've been doing. Because if you want to see a different result with your body composition, your habits need to be different. Your actions need to be different. And I'm not yeah. saying you have to overhaul everything. But if you're like, if you're going to this weekly family dinner and you're used to having three plates of food, well, next time make it two. Yeah. Right. It's, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's just putting a little bit less emphasis on what you normally do and just one little change. Yeah. I I love that in terms of those changes, right? Especially when we do feel out of control, it's, it's when we feel out of control with all of this stuff, it's, it's. One, it comes back to all the things that we've been talking about, which is preparing and making success easy and all of these kinds of things, communication with yourself and being honest with yourself. But also it's having those realistic expectations of yourself, mm-hmm. which is I'm coming out of the gate and I can't do three workouts a week. So why am I going to try for five? If I'm having three plates at this dinner, why am I going to then try to just go all the way to one? Right. That's that's yeah. a that's a large leap. And so having it be something that you know that you can do or, you know, you're nine, like it's a smaller step 
Yeah. And then you just go the next step and the next step versus trying to do it all at once can feel a little bit too overwhelming. Um, and that's kind of where we set ourselves up for failure because mm-hmm. we're like, oh, I just can't do it. Because you, yeah. you're, you're, you're oftentimes not going to be able to just white knuckle your way into success, especially yeah. if you don't feel that control. Like, I don't know why I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Well, what's something that you can do? And it might not be going from three to two plates. It could be like on your third plate, yeah. don't do, don't have the mashed potatoes, just have whatever yeah. the turkey and the whatever. As an example, like what can you, like one thing, and then we just slowly chip away at it. Build from there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important too. Like if you want to keep having, let's say one overindulgent day a week, I don't, I, re- I refuse to call them cheat meals now. No. I can't, I can't, yeah, I, I can't stand that term. Um, that's fine. Like have them, but understand like that's going to slow your progress down. Yeah, that's right. It, everything, everything in life is, is trade-offs. Oh, I forget who told me that. I was like, that's, that's huge. It is. It's a trade-off. Like if you want to have an overindulgent meal every Friday or every Saturday or every weekend, yeah. understand that your progress is going to be, is going to take two to three months longer. Cause when you add up all that time and, and depending on how many calories you're overblowing, it's just, that's just the way it is. So if, yeah. you, if you're on board with it taking almost twice as long, for you to have a weekend of, of full-blown eating, no kind of worry about it, then, yeah, okay, the journey's going to take maybe twice as long, maybe I longer. Yeah, I literally had this conversation this morning with a client, which, which again, was fine. She was like, with her job, she's like, I, you know, I just kind of have, a, she has a drink every night, and she fits it to some degree into what it is that she's doing, but yeah. she's like, for me right now, I'm, I'm just not, like, she's like, I know I could do it. Like, I'm not, like, I know I could give up drinking, but I... I don't want to. And so like, I'm okay with like, she says it right. And then I have to be like, are you sure you're okay with the fact that this is going to go slower? Because that is, there's a cost to everything. Just like you said, there's a cost to everything. And so the cost of, but there, the flip side of that is the cost of going too far is you hate yourself and you, you hate what yeah. it is that you're doing. And so yeah. Yeah. you have to give yourself the freedom to, have the donut, have the drink, have the have the celebrations and all these things because otherwise it is that I'm eating baked chicken breast and, and quinoa for every meal and just it's miserable. And at some point you're going to just say, screw this, it's not worth it. And so you have to figure out what it is it that matters the most to you. 100%. The middle ground is tough, man. I think a, little, a lot of people yeah. just, they struggle with, with the what that feels like because yeah. – it's it's one or the other. I'm all in or I'm all out, and I think that's where a lot of people fail. It's it's like it's not all or nothing. I've had great days. I've had really shit days, but I still show up. Yeah. Whatever I can do in the moment to show up. If it's if it's an overindulgent day, all right, man. Uh, I'm in I'm in charge of my next meal still. Yeah. I can still change the course of the next day or the weekend and things like that. So I think it's it's not to get too wrapped up in like what I'm doing in this moment, but sometimes you get to zoom out of like, okay, well I had yeah. an overindulgent meal now. Okay. Well, how was it for the rest of the week? Like are my calories in check? Am I getting enough protein? Have I been active? Okay, cool. What's my next meal going to be? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sure. I can, I can still control that. Yeah. I think, and that's where not putting so much emphasis on the, on the, in the moment. Cause in the moment we are, we are not rational. No. No. I don't care what anyone says. We are not when it comes to food, especially, and we won't get started on intuitive eating because it's a whole other conversation. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's one thirty as we record this. I'm about to have lunch. Mm-hmm. I don't want to necessarily go up and eat what I have planned, but I know it's going to help. Yeah, I know I have pizza planned for tomorrow night. Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow night. So I'm good. Let's do yeah. my thing. Rational. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that 
uh, and I think kind of to, to tie it all together, you bring it back to, to working out like we, we talked about at the beginning, right? Not every workout is going to be a 10 out of 10. Like you just absolutely obliterated yourself and, and went and felt great coming out of it. There's going to be some that are 10 out of 10s. There's going to be some that are two out of 10s where you're like, I could barely hobble my way through this, but the vast majority of them are going to be six or sevens. And that's going to be the truth mm-hmm. about your eating too. Like not every meal is going to be pizza, but not also not every meal needs to be chicken and broccoli. You know, there's a lot of like, yeah. it's pretty good. Is it pizza? No, but it's pretty good. I can eat this and I enjoy it. And that's how you can kind of stick with it for the long term. It is one thirty, and I want to yeah. make sure. You and not to mention, you wouldn't feel you wouldn't. Go yeah, ahead. no, I'll jump off and have my lunch. But not to mention, like, if you're having pizza every day, you're probably not going to feel very good either. No, like, that's another big part of, I think, maturing and in fitness and, and recognizing what your body needs. Like, this is going to sound stupid to say out loud, but like, when I have more fruit in my diet, I feel so much better. One hundred percent. Imagine that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like one of those things that unless I actively do it more. I wouldn't know how it felt. So I, I don't want to have pizza every day. Like, yeah, it'll taste great, but I, I'll feel terrible after. Like, after every meal, I'll, I'll feel just... I won't feel satiated, for one. Usually, yeah. I'll just feel extra bloated because of the processing of the pizza and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, think... Making decisions for you, but also, like, the future version that you want to create is going to be the key. It's not always... Take, it, take a step back and stop thinking about what you want in the moment all the time. I have to leave like with one piece of just like zoom out like okay well it's thursday afternoon what are my goals what am i what should i be having but i really feel like this but do i really need this Mm -hmm. chances are it's a no yeah and then just move on they just stop putting so much emphasis on on that so so much that's like it's a deal breaker it's like no man let's move on and then that's it. it and then just that next step and you're on and you're mentally you've moved on and that's it i love that this is it just the last thing that, that made me think of is like be we got to be better than toddlers you know like my two-year-old yesterday <laughs> had a had a almost three had a just a 30 minute meltdown because he wanted i don't even remember what it was at the time he wanted ritz crackers and we didn't have ritz crackers mm. and i was like well, how about animal crackers and he's like no i want ritz crackers and just yeah, lost up, his buddy. mind lost his mind and like could not get past that and i think that we can do that not maybe to that degree because we have the like the control but we have that little bit of that in our brain where we just say no i want what i want when i want it and you know we just we got to be a little bit better than than toddlers (laughs) and and it's funny it's funny we think we're better than them we're we're not we just don't we don't outwardly express it the same way (laughs) But we all feel that, like we have big little feelings, man. We just have we just handle them a little differently. So, yeah, um, kind of. Awesome. My toddler's been a little bit of, of a mirror check for me. Sometimes it's like, man, am I like that? <laughs> like I, I feel, feel that, that way oh sometimes God. for sure. Yeah. Well, John, I really appreciate your time, man. Um, I'll put John's uh, socials, Strong John Fitness, in the show notes. Um, he's a great follow, great friend, and uh, he does a great podcast as well. Um, parents just a lot of great stuff on uh for john so appreciate you coming on john and and taking the time awesome man thanks for taking time to have me i think i'll I'll see you next week right yeah for sure i'm we're excited i'm excited to go yeah buddy uh, meet meet a lot of people in person i feel like i'm gonna be a lot shorter than you and that's that's just what i most people are my friend yeah (laughs) i feel like i'm just gonna be surrounded by giants like andrew and uh and a lot of people are gonna be 
small, but it's gonna be okay. <laughs> You'll be all right. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Awesome, man. Sounds good. Okay, bye.